0: What's up, everybody out there in the universe? Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I always go through all the places you can find the podcast. First and foremost, the easiest place is energieslovepodcast.com. Go there first. We've got all the links to our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter, our YouTube channel, links to where you can find the show on iTunes, Google Play, everywhere like that. So you can go to energieslovepodcast.com. Find all the information for the show. We challenge you guys, if you're a fan, if you're a listener, share the show with somebody. I don't care who it is. If it's a friend, if it's a family member, the person that you get your cup of coffee from in the morning, tell them about the podcast so they too can enjoy all the interviews that we do. And expand their mind and their consciousness and raise their vibration thank you thank you as well to everybody that's out there listening and supporting we really really appreciate all the love that we get for the podcast coming up this week saturday november 5th that's this week i think my days are confused and mixed up but yes this week saturday november 5th we're going to be recording live at the law of attraction summit it's a free event here locally in Utah. It's held in Sandy. It starts at 10 or 11 o'clock. I don't remember which, but you can find them on Facebook, Law of Attraction. It's hosted and put on by Quantum NLP. You guys heard Christiana Turner on the podcast. I don't remember which episode she was, but she was a while back and she came on and shared some wonderful insight and some just some really great stories. Uh, Christiana is the driving force behind the Law of Attraction Summit and it's a wonderful free event, like I said. So we'll be there recording an episode for the podcast, which you'll hear later on in the coming weeks. But if you live in the area, by all means, come out and check it out. It's going to be a wonderful opportunity to learn more, not just about the law of attraction, but there's going to be a lot of vendors and a lot of speakers and a lot of insight. So Saturday, November 5th, come check it out. And if you show up And you are a fan of the podcast, stop by and say hi, and my guess is you'll probably get the chance to jump on and we can interview a little bit. Which would be a lot of fun. So come check us out. This episode of the podcast, as well as every episode of the podcast, is brought to you by Crystal Water Float Spot located in Twilla, Utah. I know we talk about floating on the podcast. If you haven't floated yet, please go get in a tank. It's growing in popularity across the country, across the world, so undoubtedly Wherever you are, you can find some place to float. And if you live out here in Utah, Salt Lake City, anywhere locally in the area, come out and float at Crystal Water Float Spa. You can find all their information online at crystalwaterfloat.com. Better yet, go to their Facebook page, Crystal Water Float Spa. And you can keep up to date with all the cool things that they are doing there. Crystal Water is also the nation's only distributor of the Dream Pod. The Dream Pod is an amazing tank to float in. Dream Pods also come in black. If you've never floated in a Dream Pod Stealth, you're really missing out. It's a really, really incredible, neat experience, and they look super kick-ass and cool. So go to dream-pod.com to find out more about the Dream Pod. And then if you want to set up a center, if you want to set up your own float spot, contact Crystal Water Float. Get your tank shipped out directly to you. Bring the joys of floating to your community. Check them out, guys. crystalwaterfloat.com or dream-pod.com. On this episode of the podcast, it was kind of a wonderful, unique experience. It's one of those things where the universe kind of lines up and says, hey, do this. What happened was the owner of Crystal Water, Jim Millman, he was on the podcast as well. His episode was a few back. Jim contacted me and reached out and said, hey, come to Crystal Water. We're going to do a podcast with Brock Felt. Brock is a venture capitalist. He's a startup guy. He is the driving force behind StartupElevated.com and Brock came out to Crystal Water and checked it out. He floated for the first time. So he talks about that a little bit on the podcast. Uh, It was just a really fun, fun interview. Brock's a really high energy guy. So (laughs) we luckily were able to kind of pin him down long enough to sit down and chat about what he does with Startup Elevated, how he helps individuals, entrepreneurs, companies go from where they're at currently to where they want to be. He's the guy that if you need financing, if you need ideas, if you need connections, Brock's a great, great person for that. And he was a wonderful guest for the podcast. We had a lot of fun. Jim actually joined us on the show as well. So it was was just one of those fun, spontaneous, high vibrational shows that happen sometimes. And it's, you know, it's why I like podcasting. You got to be ready for anything. And Brock definitely brought it. So go find all of his information, startupelevated.com. He's on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. We'll have all those links in the show notes. Now you get to sit back and relax and hold on because this is a, this is a fun episode with Brock Felt. Enjoy. You're listening to the energy is love podcast. Energy is love. The energy is the love podcast. The energy is love podcast. Energy is love. The energy is love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The energy is love podcast. So first off, we're just going to dive right into it, Brock. Um, I did a little bit of research about you because i I knew a little bit going into the interview but not a lot so i want to initially kind of get first off at startupelevated.com, right right okay so tell me how that came to be so
1: i'll start way way back when i used to actually pull find trash in dumpsters and put it online and that was how i started my first online business i lived in an apartment complex and um this was back in arizona and on the weekends, I noticed that all these corporate guys would put their s- stuff in the trash can or you know move it out by the dumpster, so I'd actually go to the dumpster and just pull it out and uh I'd put it on the Arizona Republic and the classifieds and I'd sell like you know I'd bread thing beautiful love seat for sale two hundred dollars and people would come out and yeah is this even yours? No, it no. <laughs> doesn't matter. It's $200. Yeah. And uh, I made like eight to 10 grand a month selling furniture that I didn't even own. And um, so I worked out a deal with the apartment complex to go to all the other places, all the other uh, locations they had. And uh, that was what I did uh, for a while. Oh, and I, okay. I made a t- six, multiple six figures just Selling furniture I didn't know. It's kind of funny because I was about to get married at the time. And my wife was like, well, my fiance at the time was like, so what do you do for a living? You know, I, we're get, about to get married. He's probably tell me, I'm like, oh, I'm in the furniture business. I got locations all around town. But um, so that was how my. So to answer your question, yeah. Me. So to answer your question, literally everything that I've done, every successful product I've had, pretty much I pulled out of the trash. And when I say that, um, I moved out to Florida and I was. Um, Kevin Harrington, you know, from the TV show Shark Tank, Mm -hmm. he had a big office out there. He's doing As Seen on TV, and he was doing um, a lot of stuff with Home Shopping Network. So I'd go in and try to pitch him, hey, I'm really good at this stuff. You should do an infomercial on me. So we were in the works of doing an infomercial, and I looked in the trash can, and he had this uh, cleaning product. And um, it was George Foreman's cleaning product. And they had done some testing on it, and it didn't do what the numbers that they wanted to do. So I'm like, hey, what's going on with that? Well, we've got a warehouse full of it, but we're you know we're gonna probably move on to something that's a little more profitable. So I took the product home, sold it all, all the inventory out over the weekend, and then um, I partnered with them on some other things. I partnered with Proactive. Um, so my my main um, I guess goal is what I like to do is I like to launch and help entrepreneurs launch new products. So I got into the holistic thing a long time ago, and I started selling every I mean all types of. Uh, nutraceuticals and stuff and I did really well we were selling about 10,000 units a day online but um to answer your question what about startup elevated go all the way back is I love launching new projects I love like with what you guys are doing here I'm hooked so I want to help get the word out on it and I love launching new projects so I also have a ton of energy and a lot of people Yes, might. you do, by yeah. the way. Yeah. That's one
0: thing that's obvious as soon as you meet you. Like, yeah. yeah anyway.
1: So I just I have a hard time sticking to one thing. So uh-huh. I like launching a project and then I like going on to the next yeah, one. Yeah,
2: moving on. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that's how Startup Elevated came to be is we have a bunch of funding that we've put together and uh, we're just looking for new projects that we can help launch. Yeah. Right. I'm really good at launching it. I'm really bad at managing companies. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> You're good in the beginning yeah. with the startup and yeah. launching and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. So I want to ask you because... One of the things that we talk about on the podcast, and I, I mean, you don't know anything about the podcast, which is great. So this is actually like, you know, I could totally bust you here. And this is really a weird, like, unique. it's not, it's a cool podcast and you're yeah. totally safe here. But at the core of what everybody does, essentially, I think they have to have some sort of passion behind it. Yeah. Something that drives them, right? If they're going to be successful in life in any aspect, regardless of what their profession, their business, their goals, anything like that, they have to have passion behind it. I am I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Jim's a big believer in that. Tell me what your passion is behind that idea and that concept of helping people start do you know what I mean whether it's a business or something like that. So I think it's a, I'm an adrenaline junkie and I I like helping
1: people. I I love so I was telling your your front uh desk, do you, you know do you? your crew out there mm-hmm. about um about those kids that came into our office the other day. Right. They came into our office with t-shirts. So they, pr- they make t-shirts, they go up to festivals, they sneak in actually w- with the clothes in their backpack <laughs> and then once they're in there, they pull the clothes out and um, and they sell them. But everybody right. assumes that they're a vendor right. because they're walking around selling stuff. And they sell, but they do really well. Um, I love, I, I love just seeing new things like that take off. Like that's, I'm super passionate about That it gives me purpose like it makes me when i wake up in the morning knowing that i i did something like that it actually gives me purpose Um, i've had a lot of businesses that have done really well like financially Mm -hmm. but they've it's left a lot of emptiness so i've noticed that i must just have some you know personal (laughs) issues but it's easier for me to help someone else than it is to do it for myself, for my own business. Right. And I love it. Right. And watching those kids coming in at you, you seen my, have you I, seen my Facebook I've live with it, my yeah. interns? Yeah. 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 yeah we, we abuse all. these kids, but <laughs> yeah. they come in every day and we give them some sort of a task and a chore and their business is booming. And it's more fun to watch them succeed. And some of the other people we're helping than it is sometimes even your own. Right. It comes back to the whole, uh, Zig Ziglar. If you, you know, if you help enough people, then, it, it kind of comes back yeah, comes yeah. back so
2: yeah anyways so it, so it isn't about the money oh it's definitely about <laughs> the money it is definitely about the money well, i'm not gonna bs yeah, you and, yeah. and say
1: it because with the money you can do a whole lot more That's it. so Absolutely. we're all about making money i want to make that very clear i'm not the uh, that's where I differ from a lot of people. I'm not going to lie and say, "Ah, oh, we're just doing this to change the world."
2: Yeah, we're such good, good guys. You know? We're such
1: good guys. Yeah. No, it's all about the money. Yeah. Uh, those kids are in our office because they're there to make money, and by having them there, people see what we do, right. and they see that we're very good at what we do.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, uh, it's all about- helps promote the business. Yeah, and I'm not going to get all uh, foo foo Harry Fairy on you, but. Yeah, they are on the
0: right podcast uh, podcast (laughs) but the
1: money does help us do a lot of good things we do charities and we do all that but that's not all we use it for other things we use it for our families we go on trips with it we buy things that we shouldn't buy with it like to you know to better our lives
0: so Mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome All all right so you floated for the first time today had you ever heard about floating before
1: I had a little bit just because of Joe Rogan, uh-huh. but I think his floating is a little bit different than your what you guys do with floating.
2: <laughs> he so, doesn't always float high. Yeah. No, I know he doesn't. But um, yeah, he's a great advocate for it, though.
1: No, he is. He's he huge. is, and he's done a really good job. So honestly, I never done it, and I didn't really want to because I thought it was foo foo. I honestly, I really did. Yeah. And now that I came in, you, it's I have a hard time relaxing. But it will beat you up if you don't relax. Oh
2: boy! Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. It, it,
1: it forces you into to relax. And, and I've had my back. I needed my back popped for about six months now, and it wouldn't. And within five minutes, I gave up because I couldn't fight it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave up, and then all of a sudden, popped. Yeah. So, but you can't. It's interesting because they. That's a you know on the video that you guys have where it talks about the beta and beta and all that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in life. The only time that you can connect with that, the fade apart, is when you're completely worn out and you're ready to give up and give in. And then people are like, that's when I had my great idea. And a lot of times it was just because you have all that other fodder around you and you finally just let it go and could listen. Absolutely. And that's what happens. Those things will beat you up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, my abs were killing after about 10 minutes and then finally I was like, ah. I just got to let it go. Yeah, I got to we stop fighting. fighting and just let it go.
2: And I did. It's like I tell everybody, allow yourself to relax. Yeah. And if you, you will. You'll fight it. You'll fight it you'll all the fight way to it.
1: the end. Yeah. I couldn't believe how hard it was. Well, if you didn't. And then I'm sure Lisa will come out and it was so relaxing and peaceful. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I was one worn out. I'm still sweating from it.
0: It takes practice. It's a weird sensation to literally have to let your body go like the muscles that support the muscles all your fine inner like the fast twitch muscles everything in there you don't have to use any of it you can just lay back and relax and that's hard at first because there's not really an environment where you get to do that that. well i noticed the other thing that happened was as soon as i started to relax
1: i noticed i did have pain like my abs were killing to even touch my abs a little bit it hurt yeah and so then i started like Massage because it, I think it even actually says in the video, but I've been told this a lot of times that I carry my stress in my stomach. Yeah. We and, could
0: dive deep into that, man. Yeah, yeah, we could diagnose that right now and help you fix that. So
1: I noticed. <laughs> yeah, here, oh, like, here uh, we go. <laughs> lay down on the couch, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I noticed the second that I did that, that and then I just started putting, and then it started to go away, and I started deep breathing deeper. It started to go away. I right. just it went. Yeah. So let's talk about it.
0: Let's get into it. Let's talk about the the stress and anxiety yeah. thing that you're holding in your gut. Yeah. It's going to be connected to a chakra. Yeah. Have you ever heard of your entire chakra system all I set have. up and everything like I that? Know. Most likely it's going to be your solar plex or your sacral, which is a lot of times where people will hold pent up kind of stress and anxiety and fear. Mm-hmm. And when you don't process it, then it just stays in there and stagnant. And then you'll have physical... Uh, effects Manifestations of what you're thinking, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's just stagnant emotion that's stuck and then blocked and then it manifests in physical ways. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely something you're not processing or something you're not allowing to just, just to let go and let go. See, yeah, we, I know. We,
2: we've got some results for that. We could we could have you come in and talk to our spiritual gurus here in the in the Crystal Water Float Spot. We have spiritual it. practitioners who <laughs> really? can help you with that stuff. Yeah, I believe release in that it. stuff.
1: I believe in it. I yeah. grew up with two hippie parents. Did you? Uh, yeah. We,
0: you said you grew up in L.A., right? Yeah. So,
1: I grew up in L.A. I have a kind of a, a unique background. Um, my uh, mm-hmm. my family... So, my family, a lot of... I'm from a poor family. The other side of my family is political. My 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 mother's sister married into a family where he's a congressman. And uh, so, I jokingly say that, like, my, my mother's a hippie and my... Or my father is... And my mom's, like, part of the mob. <laughs> but, um... So... Anyways, I, yeah, I grew up in LA, but I've lived everywhere. But all of my really good friends, I, I was joking with you out there. You said we're kind of, we're hippies. Yeah, and my I, wife and I are for sure. Yeah. And I said I'm a hippie protector because <laughs> uh, all my buddies have always been hippies. hippies. Yeah. And um, so I've always funded their businesses or got them grounds to do festivals or helped get some of their practices. um, you know, legalized or something for whether it's supplements or something. Yeah. Right. So I, I jokingly say that, but seriously, I'm a hippie protector. <laughs> uh, I know cool. how to play the didgeridoo. I'm terrible at the That's drums so though. Cool. But, um, yeah, I've had, I've had really, really good friends. A lot of times when people look at me they're like, Oh, he's just a big jock. But, um, <laughs> I am, but, uh, all, most of my friends are, you know, into, uh, into spiritual healing spirit. and
0: all
1: yeah, that yeah. stuff. All right. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I go to the drum
0: circles and. Have you ever experienced any before? Have you ever had anybody work on you or anything? Oh like yeah.
1: Any? Oh yeah. I've done this one, and I won't go into it too much. But where you like lay down and they do the muscle muscle re- testing. Yes, mm-hmm. muscle testing, and they. No, I never really say this because you guys got me locked in a room, so you can get <laughs> this out of me. But honestly, I've laid before when they've done it, and they do the muscle testing. And you could literally feel the energy go out of your toe.
2: That's Reiki, isn't it? No, it's a... It's, uh, uh,
0: it's when you're like kinesthetically testing muscle to ask questions and find blocks and different things like that. Right. So
1: so when I was a kid, so what they do is usually you'll lay down and then you put your arms straight and then they'll ask you a question. And if you lie, then it you mm-hmm. won't have the strength. Mm-hmm. But if you tell... So they'll ask you your name and they'll say make up a name and they push it and you can barely keep your arm down. But when you tell it the truth... Everything, just like anything else, everything else in your life works. So when they push it down, it it won't go. And then, but part of that, they can also do subconscious and they can do other parts of your life. And uh, I'm a totally, I mean, it's changed my life because there was a lot of things. I haven't gone to the guy in like two or three years and that's usually when I get rid of all that. Yeah. Right? yeah. But um, he can literally hold a piece of paper over your foot and you you can see the energy leaving your body. Yeah. And
2: we it, got a guy right here that will help you with that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's awesome.
0: It's interesting stuff, huh?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's, there's different ways to accomplish the same thing. For sure. But. Right.
0: In the end for us, it's always, I mean, at the core of it, it's just energy and we try to label it in all these different ways and whatnot, but at the core, it's just energy. And right. when you kind of accept it and work with it and acknowledge it, then a lot of times, you know, you can almost tap into it and start using it. Oh, for sure. I mean, the level of energy that you, cause you come in and you're vibrating super high, like you can't even sit down, you're buzzing around, you're moving around. So you take that energy. I mean, what well, I, we've, I, you know, been with you for the next, last half hour or something like that, but it's obvious that that passion that you have inside and that energy. Now you've found a way to kind of channel it in a sense to do all of these different things and to help all of these different people and all these different aspects. Where do you want to take, because if you're always liking change and if you're always liking something more, where are some of the areas that you see yourself expanding outside of what you're already doing? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Um, my biggest, biggest expansion goal right now is on my family. Yeah. Yeah. I w- um, we're about to uh we're about to have a baby and we want to see if we can knock out a couple more here pretty quick.
0: <laughs> How many kids do you have?
1: We have two boys. So I have two from a previous mm-hmm. and then this will be our first and her first. Yeah. Right. So that is but on the business side, I want to take it nationwide to do this. I I think the economy seems to be changing and there's a lot of really good ideas out there for and there's a lot of really bad things that are out there too and so it'd be nice to we're not i mean honestly what we're more looking for are evergreen products but we want to do things that i wouldn't say innovative like tech doesn't really get me excited but things that make a difference do mm-hmm. um, so i'm not like looking for the latest gadget or the latest thing that hooks up to an iphone i mean cool that's that's cool it just to me doesn't really do a lot like it cool you're you're, you're gonna be able to call your friend faster or find out where it just doesn't it doesn't do anything here does that make sense yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and so i there's really two things that i look for whenever we're we're investing or in, to answer your question is one number one enthusiasm like we could build a business around anybody with enthusiasm they don't have to have a business plan they don't have to have anything you can take it out of them but you can't put it in them for okay. sure if you can find someone with that or you sure. guys call passion right yeah. so um you can't you can't find you can't force somebody to be excited about something. They either are or they're not. So if you can find that. And then the second part without getting you know but I guess this is a perfect podcast for it, is what it does here. Right. Like when you when you I don't really care because if it does that, if you have someone excited and then it actually hits someone like it actually makes that dip you can do anything.
0: Well that's what I was gonna ask you. I wanna know like when you meet all these different people and all these different entrepreneurs and people that have all these ideas, like do you have some sort of criteria? Yeah. Criteria or, you know, we're going to run it through our, our board of directors or something like that. Or is it really just at the core of it, what you feel drawn to and connected to And the It's end?
1: whatever hits here. Yeah. And, and for those of you listening, I'm pointing to my you know, chest, <laughs> but um, it's whatever hit. And honestly, as cheesy as it sounds, you can have the best business plan in the world with the best backers in the world, with the best partners in the world. And if it doesn't do that and it doesn't have something long-term that's going to drive, it it won't work. Yeah, and, and it's just nice. It's fun to work with fun people. So when I was 21 years old, I built a, I opened up the first cell phone stores here in Utah and a company came to me and they're like, Hey, we want to buy you out. I'm like, I've only been in business for nine months. So, um, so they bought me, they bought me out for six million. This So you was, sold out to the sold, man. Yeah, I sold out to the man, yeah, <laughs> so to speak. Gave and, in, yeah, I gave nah. in
0: at twenty one. Though, how can you not, right? Yeah, yeah well, I was so point.
1: excited. They were going to offer me more too if I stayed on like for a year, mm-hmm. and I stayed on like two days, and and then I lost all the money pretty quick. Yeah, but um, so uh, I'm not really sure where that point was going, but um, <laughs> but um, the the point is is I've seen a lot of businesses and stuff, and I you could have the best business plan in the world. Um, and then after that happened, I'd had no more drive and, uh, and it just doesn't matter. A lot of people after the events go, well, I don't understand like ours, we could show you a 30% return and this one you could show 80% return, but you invested in the one that shows a 5% return. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because it's not going to be a 5% return. Have you seen that guy? He's bouncing off the walls. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and yeah. so, um, so, yeah. And so that's what I kind of look for. And I've had been fortunate enough. I'm bragging a little bit, but when I was out in Florida and everywhere, I saw hundreds of deals every day. I was partnered with homes, all these huge companies, including Google and stuff that would send us tons of deals. So I've seen enough dead bodies that I know which ones <laughs> can rise from the dead, so to speak. Yeah. And I've seen enough of them go
2: in. Which and, one does something right here for you. Yeah. You can tell that. Yeah. yeah. And so
1: a lot of times it. A lot of times when I was working with uh, Google or working with Foreman or a, a lot of these other companies, they bring in all these products, and you're like, "Cool, I need to meet the people. Like, I don't care about the product. I need to meet the person." Right. And um, and a lot of times it, they didn't get it. Like, well, what about what about this product? It does this or this. You're like, who made it? I don't care. Who made it? I need to meet that person. And so that's why you guys see now. If we wanted to, we could just send emails in and have people come in, but right. we don't. You see what we do on our videos, right? Mm-hmm. What do we do? You're
2: coming out and meeting. Everybody. We meet yeah. everybody. I couldn't or... bring my product to you. Yeah, you yeah, could anyways. Have... Yours is a little bit different. Yeah, now. I've been <laughs> trying but... to tie you down for two months. Come yeah, on come on. Come out. Out. But um,
1: yeah, that was just a thing because you guys are out here like middle of nowhere, which <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I love it out here, but it's
2: just super far away. It's tough. It's a tough, tough environment. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um. So, yeah, that's what we look for is we, we're looking to partner with people, not with products. All
0: cool. right. So you talk about 21 years old. I sell a business, make $6 million. I, you know, I hang in there for another two days and then you eventually you lose all of that. So I want to talk about points in your life where not necessarily you feel like you hit rock bottom, but where you get to a spot where you just feel like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I feel like I completely screwed up or do you know what I mean kind of where your life went off. Off track in a sense yeah and how did you overcome that how did you kind of move through that so
1: it kind of has a lot to do with what we you guys do here you call it floating I call it swimming out to the middle of the ocean and I'll, <laughs> and I'll, I'll go so you have to help me keep on track here but what I'll just be honest with you with what happened to me so I made a lot of money and uh, I had really good roommates that were hippies they mm-hmm. were do the um, incense and the drum circles and all that I trusted them so one night I came home and they were smoking something out of a light bulb, and I'm like, "What is? It, uh, it must be it some new, oil yeah, oil. must be some new hippie thing." And they're like, "Yeah, it gives you a lot of energy." I'm like, "All right, right cool, right, whatever. Hey, I trust you. Count uh, me in. Count me in." Because <laughs> we like, they gave me a green smoothie, you know, and that's what we ate. And I, so I smoked the thing out of a light bulb, hooked um, instantly, instantly hooked. Um, so I went through six million dollars in about six months. With friends, family, oh, lost servants. So, anyways, it kind of like what you guys floating and just letting it go. A lot of times in life, I've noticed that you have to swim out to the middle of the ocean and just sit there and wait for. And you have to have
2: enough faith that the current to, will bring you back in.
1: Yeah, or and that. Like a lot of times, even in business, this is probably the best way for me to explain it is in a lot of, a lot of times in business, I'll meet like three people that I really wanted to do business with, right? Like, like, Oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. But anytime I get emotionally attached to that, it's not, it doesn't work out or, or it's bad partnerships. And I find out a year or two later, but what I found if inside, if I can let that go, like swim out to the ocean and just chill and be like, okay, I gotta be cool. If it doesn't like, I have to be strong enough with myself. To do that, to that it could, to let it go, and then a whale will come and swim underneath you and bring you. Does that make sense? Yeah. But you have to have. So that's like the more spiritual, emotional side of it. But when that happened, what I knew was I couldn't get off of that stuff. So I got a bunch, did it, whatever. And then I got in my car and I only had 50 bucks left and I drove from Utah to Arizona, which is like 12 hours away, right? Because I knew that once I got there, I couldn't, I didn't have enough money to come back to get, back, to, yeah. to get anything. So I, I didn't know what the plan was, but I knew that if I swam out into the middle of the ocean, something would happen. And it did. Um, to about a week or two weeks in, one of my, uh, I met this guy at a, just like he was just running into a gas station where it was, he was all dressed up. Anyways, um, he was running for senator partnered built a huge company huge huge company but i didn't have enough money to get back home to get anything and that's what it took for me to does that make sense uh-huh. so yeah. i moved there so a lot of time i always try to remember that so i'm like why did that happen to me because i was never into that stuff um i never and i just trusted my buddies and man, just one time that's why i'm the worst father in the world man my kids cannot go anywhere without me knowing like yeah. what because you don't know you just don't know um so, um,
0: did you have some sort of, <clears throat> cause I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that. Yeah. Did you have some sort of like addictive personality in a sense? Could you look back and see, well, maybe I hadn't necessarily tried something and that was the first time in a sense, but were there other ways in your life that you would kind of channel your addiction or feed your addiction with something else? Whether sometimes people do it with like exercise or they get really into yeah. some sort of physical activity or something like that. Yeah.
1: So So people with addictive personalities usually have, they're like that in anything. And that, you know, so I am like that in everything. If I launch if I have a business idea, I don't go to sleep till it's done. So like I'll stay awake for three or four days until it's done clean. You know, like I don't Uh do it, but I just, I can't sleep. So I've had to learn over the last couple of years instead of fighting that to use it to my advantage, you know, and I know that I have that issue. So like at least I'll come home from work and I'll say, Hey, I'm gonna, uh, we're doing this thing. She's like, okay, so we're not going to see you for two days, right? <laughs> yeah. But she also knows, though, that on the flip side, with the fam- like, once it's done, then I'm like super into the like focused
2: the on family, family yeah. and all that.
1: So instead of trying to fight it, I've just learned to go with it. Like, try- you are, we are who we are for a reason, and and there's, I think there's a lot of things that we need to learn to release, and a lot of things that we need to learn to go with, just to let it happen, Alright. You know. So,
0: were there times where because I think a lot of times people, too, re- just repeat cycles and patterns. Where, oh, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Can, so if I'm thinking about you and I'm kind of tapping into you and I'm kind of listening and everything like that, were there times where you would um, find yourself still repeating patterns? And then what did it take to kind of recognize that to where you could step out? Because a lot of times our patterns are, are ways of honestly fucking up our lives. No, yeah. Because it's connected to where, you know, we could go way back into where it's connected and things like yeah. that. But. How did you eventually kind of see some of those things so that you could change them? And like, and like you said, kind of take into consideration just the natural way that you operate and use it for a benefit to where now you could kind of channel that in so a like successful here's, way.
1: So here's the one thing I do now. So I so what I did when I moved to Arizona is I opened an auto glass company first, and I hired kids from a halfway house to come out to the gas stations and to fix them. We had like seven or eight locations, um, and we had these kids... I learned more from those kids than I have from anybody in business or anything else. So they taught me halt, um, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I, I think I'm pretty sure it's part. it's got to be part of some 12-step or something like that. I've, I've never gone through it. But, um, so I get hangry. When I'm hungry, <laughs> man, I get angry. So I've learned to halt. And, and a lot of times it's funny. And people ask, like, how do you stay? Everybody has a good day and a bad day. There's this hill out in Mesa, or in, it's called Flat Iron Mesa, out in Draper, or, or Sandy. It's, like, straight up this grass all hill. Right. Every time, which is about three days a week, if I hear that weird, like, monkey voice that's, like, they you know, just <laughs> bitching, um, I'm, like, I got to go to the hill. She's like, all right. So, I go to the hill, and I run sprints up the hill, and I puke, and I, I get it out of me. And then you're just, like, because then you realize, you're, like, so to break those cycles, that's what I do. I do something stupid like that to get out of the the mundane funk. Cause it's like you said, if not, then you'll go right back into that same cycle.
2: Same pattern. Yeah. they yeah. negative behavior
1: pattern. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So my thing I'm doing right now, every time it's different, like it could be, but it's usually something physical because, um, motion creates emotion. Right. So I've got to go do something in order to get it, to get out of that funk. And usually it's the lack of motion that's created the negative emotion, right? Like you're just not doing anything with your life. You're not making a difference. The other thing I do. So that's what I do when I'm like getting in a funk. I'm like, I'm in a funk. She's like, all right, great, let's go. So we go to the hill. The other thing that we do is we give stuff away because I believe that in life, if you want to be happy, you need to subtract, not add.
2: Oh my gosh. I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. We've given away tons of free floats here just to get people to come in, get in that tank, see what it does. Yeah. Yeah. It creates a believer every time we do too oh
1: absolutely yeah, yeah. I'm a believer yeah, so on um, so on that that note like if we're if I'm just stressed out a bit a deal or personal life whatever giving something away every time and usually it means I just grab a 100 bucks out of an ATM and go find the first <laughs> first person I can and now this is gonna sound super selfish. I don't care what they do with it I'm not doing it for them I'm doing it because it makes me feel good. I, I know that sounds super selfish. I don't but, think it's selfish at no, all. Not at but, all. But I don't, I don't ever, so we. I've been arrested twice in downtown Salt Lake for giving soup and stuff out. They're just handcuffed. They haven't like actually brought me in. Like, sir, you can't do that. It creates problems or whatever. You know, I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I am. I'm being totally <laughs> selfish. Right. Like, I don't really, and I have several times people have busted me, you know, dude, why would you give them that? Um, you know, they're just going to go use it on drugs. Cool. Cool. i don't care i because i don't i'm not doing it for them i'm doing it because it puts me in that good vibe yeah. and i feel better and then i can go out into my life and create more good vibes yeah
2: now we can shift gears let's let's yeah. move forward
1: so cool man yeah i mean i i don't know yeah. what they're doing with it and, and and the other side of it is who am i to know that that couldn't that could have been the last the hundred dollars that got him into someplace does that make sense yeah or, you don't know you never yeah. you don't know
2: so could have got him a hotel room for the night and a hot meal and a fresh shower and, and it changed have, his life. Yeah, or got Put him, him a back suit. on his track, on the so, good track. Yeah,
1: so or it could have gotten him into the job. So I used to hire a bunch of guys out of prison out here, and the first thing I would do is I'd buy him a suit and give him money. And like, dude, they're all going to go use. I don't. Know. So yeah, I lose. I lost out of like the thirty guys that came in over the course of a month. Uh, like twenty-seven of them went back to doing their thing, and three of them have badass real estate careers now nice. like they went in and got them and they like tattoos all over their face winning yeah <laughs> they come up to our like our christmas parties up and all because my family's all like oh who are these people like who are these gangsters oh like, this is my boy whatever i won't say their names on here but they were like big time coke dealers and stuff and now they got their life back that's and, right and uh awesome. but it doesn't work every time but it, everyone's like, oh so what do you get out of that I'm like i don't and i even tell the guys that come i'm like dude i don't even I didn't do it for you, bro. I did it because it makes me feel good. They're like, I got to pay you back. I'm like, no, I already got one.
0: Well, this is the concept and the idea because at the core of that, my belief system is that's the energy exchange that takes place when you not necessarily just do something for somebody. Right. And we do do it. A lot of times we think we're helping somebody and we're, you know, benefited them in some way, shape or form, but we always get something in return. We always get that good, warm feeling inside. And so I always tell people, because a lot of times two people are hesitant to accept something They don't want to accept help. They don't want to, you know, if you're going to give, maybe not necessarily a homeless person, but if you're going to help out a neighbor or something like that, look, we bought you groceries or here's a hundred dollars because we know that you're late on your payment or your mortgage or something like that. They're going to be super resistant to that. And I always have to remind myself personally, but then I also tell people like by me not accepting something, I'm robbing them of that good feeling. A gift
1: isn't a gift unless it's received. Yeah. That's what I always tell
0: Because you, you have
1: to take this to help me, because I'm doing it for selfish reasons. You need to take this.
0: In the end, you get that good feeling. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why you like doing what you do so much.
1: No, it's it's absolutely, and honestly, it feeds that that addiction, mm-hmm. so to speak, because it gives you the same feeling just in a different way. Does that make? Yeah, yeah. Because no matter what, I think I'll always be seeking that, but I don't. Um, but there's other ways to, 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 uh, there's other ways to feed it, you know, and, and it could be in a good way instead of in a negative way. So
2: how does your wife relate with, uh, how she come to the reality that, oh my God, my husband throws out hundred dollar bills every time I turn around. Does it, does it, has um, she learned to live with that?
1: Oh, she loves it. Does she love like it? Well, that? so, so the story, let me back up is <clears throat> when I moved out here three or four years ago, we had given everything to, we went through a bad divorce. I don't want to, we have peace in our home right now. So I don't want to say (laughs) like, but we had lost everything. I had a hundred million dollar company. We'd given it, signed a bunch of it over as part, you know, part of divorce and stuff. And then also the economy crashed at the same time. Right. So there was a lot of times when Elise and I first met, uh, four and a half years ago where we didn't have $50. We're like, Oh, what are we going to do? We have no place to stay tonight. And, uh, what are we going to do? I'm like, Oh we got fifty bucks. Let's go give it to that guy. Uh, <laughs> she and I swear to you, the second we would, it wasn't thirty minutes later, something would happen. Nice. So one of my buddies would call hey man, I I was thinking I'm pretty sure I owed you like ten grand in a couple of years. I'm like, yes, you do. And <laughs> I swear it, but it wow yeah it always would and i don't think that you should do it just for yeah you should do it just for that like i'll i'm very selfish in my giving i do it because i know that it always comes back i know a lot of people oh you shouldn't give to shouldn't give with that intent of wish of hoping for something in return bullshit Uh, (laughs) uh, it always comes back it always does and and i've and i challenge it you know whether you're mormon or not mormon out here in this culture uh, if you go through the forbes list or like you know how they port the fortune 500 they or forbes has like their richest people yeah yeah uh, almost every single time like one year i went through and said oprah winfrey made 300 million this year gave 30 31 million to this charity <laughs> like whatever so-and-so made 100 million this year gave it eight it was almost 10 percent all the way through and i'm not saying like trying to get religious with it but i really think that that's the secret of... It's just like a farmer. If you don't plant the seed, it's not going to grow. Right. And that's how you plant your seed. I don't think you have to give it to... The, uh, you have to give it back. I, mean, I won't, Now I'm going to get into like a religious fight. <laughs> but um, I think you need to put it out. But it doesn't have to be to what everybody says it has to be. Yeah. It can be to whatever you need. Whatever. And it should be to something that feeds you back. Whether that's emotionally or spiritually or physically. Right. So...
0: It's a good, it's a good way to live. I mean, at the core of it, even if, you know, like you said, there was a time where you guys didn't even have 50 bucks, but you're looking to give 50 bucks. Right. I mean, that's a good way to move through life in general. And you see that a lot of times with people who, I mean, a lot of times the people who have the least that we would classify as having the least, right. Whether they're low income or they, you know, they're the ones that are going to immediately give the shirt off their back. They're the ones that are going to help out the most. Yeah.
1: We, um, a couple. This was a couple of years ago, but we were at a Christmas party, and one of our employees had put together a bunch of money and actually bought me a really nice Bulgari, like a really nice, fairly really expensive. Um, and uh, we were we were on the side, we were driving somewhere in uh, Tampa, and we pulled up to an intersection and stopped. And my son in the back seat rolled down the window and handed the Bulgari to a homeless person, and and I'm like, bah! like he's like five <laughs> years old, and I'm like, you can't do that. And the guy takes a watch, dad. It will come back to us. And, uh, <laughs> my God, man, so I, you have to be the example, right? Yeah. So what do you do? I'm like, yes, son, it will. Yeah. Oh man. I was Enjoy the watch. To, dude. Enjoy the watch bro. <laughs> and the house that you're going to buy with the watch. And, yeah. you know, but it was, yeah.
0: Well, that's cool that at five, he's picking up on that. I mean, you're oh, doing something right. If your five year old, you know, already has that concept. They're
1: little spiritual giants. Like they're really, they're, yeah, unfortunately, they're smart little turds. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I always tell this story. But um, a couple of years ago, my sons, because I have owned a lot of supplement companies, have asked, oh, dad, you should do a bodybuilding. I'm like, I don't want to do it. and Finally, they convinced me to do it. But we have a thing in our family. If you start something, it doesn't matter what, you have to finish it. You, finish you have it. to finish it. We'll come help you, but you have to finish it. So, I did a bodybuilding contest. So, in the morning, there's nobody there. You stand up on stage, and they're like, look, we don't have a lot of people in this show, but we're going to give away 58 trophies, and there's 59 of you. Normally, there's hundreds, but one person here isn't going to get a trophy. So, I w- I, I thought I looked awesome, you know, but I didn't want to put on a thong. So, I'm making up an excuse for why I lost. <laughs> but, um, so, I, I put on board shorts, and I entered a class I shouldn't have been in. So, afterwards, they're like, oh, sir... You know, like normally we don't announce who's won and who's lost, but you're not getting a trophy. And I'm like, I'm the only one. Like, yeah, well, you're too big. I'm making up an excuse on why I lost, but you, you uh, you're too big for your the class that you entered. You know. Yeah. So then later that night you come back, and it, the whole city, the whole uh, auditoriums filled. All the camera crews and stuff are there. Everyone goes on stage and they film. And so we're driving home. We don't have to come back for like four or five hours. I'm like, I'm not coming back tonight. You know, I'm only one getting the trophy. No one's going <laughs> to notice. And my boys in the back are like, yes. I'm like, what's so exciting? Yes. I'm quitting guitar. I'm quitting school. <laughs> oh, I'm quitting no. this. I was like, oh, oh sh- no. no, man. So like a champ. You went back. I went back and I stood up on stage and I probably had half of the damn gymnasium there for because it was employees family friends sponsors and like a champ i took it and um uh, my boys they were so impressed that their dad got up there knowing that he wouldn't like dad we can do anything we can do anything and uh man i just thought to myself i wouldn't have done that
0: Oh, it's a good lesson for him and i mean they're holding it to me. yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i love that my kids do that to me all the time where you'll say something and then three weeks later and they're like yeah but you said you're like Son Son of of bitch. That's yeah right. that's exactly
1: what, what i said yeah. but i didn't mean it that uh-huh. way and i'm an adult and i'm allowed to change exactly it's just for you, you guys got, not yeah. for us <laughs> right. yeah or yeah or the whole yeah or even like soda you guys are not allowed to drink red bulls why dad <laughs> they're bad for you oh so you're allowed to do bad yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, cool. are good in that way yeah they are good they're smart
0: that is well, it's we awesome
1: yeah yeah so we we got some good info on we here? did yeah
0: it's been a good episode man. hey I'd I wanna thank it. you
1: guys for bringing me out yeah, i'm gonna absolutely. use i i wanna I'd love to have you guys come to our upcoming event, maybe even speak, yeah, and I'd really really like to hone in on a some sort of a business plan.
2: I think we got a pretty good pretty good groove going you know? yeah, I think it needs to be everywhere,
1: yeah, if you can feel the dreams of this place. Just yeah. for everybody listening these guys built a float spa in the middle of nowhere and it's successful <laughs> yeah I mean that alone it's right holding there. its
2: own that's that's that, the, that was my big thing oh my gosh we're out here in nowhere land you know yeah. as long as it holds its own yeah. you know so it's I don't have to keep pulling money out of my pocket and funneling it funneling it funneling yeah. it you know but it does it's 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 been pretty good yeah pretty crazy adventure It's beautiful out yeah. Really. beautiful oh, yeah what a great I place highly to recommend
1: be. everyone coming out.
0: Yeah. So, what's the best way for people to find you? Uh,
1: Startupelevated.com. Okay. Or they can actually just search my uh, personal domain, which is brockfelt.com. And uh, the main, I'm going to be honest with you, the main reason I wanted to do this podcast today is because I want to launch my own podcast on there. And so I want to talk cool. to you guys later about how we can.
0: I can definitely help know, you out with podcasting.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds like we can do a lot of stuff together. Excellent. Thanks for having Absolutely. us out today.
0: Thank you, man. Be back. Everybody, go out and have a beautiful, wonderful day.
1: I think it's a, I'm an adrenaline junkie. In life, if you want to be happy, you need to subtract, not add. You can see the energy leaving your body. We are who we are for a reason, and and there's I think there's a lot of things that we need to learn to release, and a lot of things that we need to learn to go with, just to let it happen.